0: Hello and welcome to episode 3 of Digital Theory Podcast. This is a show where three regular dudes talk about video games and assorted geekery. This is Mark and I'm joined by my two co-hosts, Ryan and Micah. Ryan, would you like to start us off with any news this week?
1: Yeah, I know uh, today's episode is primarily going to be next gen, which I guess now we can call it current gen, which is exciting. Um, So we'll start it out fresh with that. Um, My first news update is PS5 I saw this morning got its first firmware update. Um, And we can get into it a little bit later, but it it, it definitely needed it. (laughs) There was a lot of little bugs, so hopefully it's fixing those. Um, Mark, have you heard anything from Series X? Has it got a firmware update yet?
0: Uh, I haven't heard anything about an update. Um, I have heard that Microsoft expects the shortages of both the Series X and the Series S to last until at least April of next year.
1: Oh, wow. Um, I hadn't heard anything about that on the PlayStation side, but... You know, I was figuring it would be after Christmas, at least. Um, I hadn't heard April. That's that's a good little ways away. Yeah, yeah for that's, sure.
2: That's significant. Looks like, uh looks like I may actually be getting the PS5 first. Um, if it's the one I can find, you know?
1: Yeah. So, Micah, were you planning to get the Series X? Was that Was that the preference? Yeah.
2: Yeah, I was planning on get, picking up that first, just because that's where most of my... Um, Catalog of Games is on, uh, and I have Game Pass, which mm-hmm. is continues to be one of the greatest deals in gaming right now. It's yeah. amazing. Um, so I was kind of banking on, banging on that to, to pick that up first, but I'm not a loyalist, so I'm definitely open to pick up PS5 when they're available
1: again. All right. Well, the article I'd read for the PS5 is... Uh... Basically, first firmware update. I saw that it was almost a gigabyte. It was like eight hundred megabytes.
2: Yo. Okay.
1: And um, it just said it was system performance updates. Now it didn't say what was included, and people have been asking Sony, but no, no answer. Uh, hmm. I will say I've read a lot of articles on like issues that have started up. I haven't experienced any issues with the Sony side, like PlayStation side. Um, but there was talks of consoles almost bricking like whenever they would go into rest mode and update or transferring some files over.
2: That is um, not good. Wow. So
1: I'm wondering, I'm curious if that has anything to do with it. I don't know for sure. Uh, I also read that the series X was having issues with the disc tray. Um, so I'm sure a firmware update hopefully can fix that. Hopefully that's not a hardware issue. It's just software. Uh, and I also saw that people were blowing vape. Uh, smoke into their Xbox Series X's. Yeah, so. yeah.
2: vaping it into their <laughs> their chamber. Some, Some people like a genius.
1: I thought it was funny that Microsoft said, "I can't believe we have to tell you not to do this." But
2: hey, look, it's 2020. There's no telling what you have to actually tell people what to do or not to do. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, pretty insane. So, I have, even- I, so neither of you have experienced any of the issues that have been reported. Is that right? That's
0: correct
1: uh, for me on the PlayStation side. Mark, what about yeah. you?
0: The only issues I've run into so far are um, I, I went to play, I started up a game. Um, I guess it was Saturday, and it, the whole system froze up on me. Um, but that's, only the, that's the only time it's happened, hasn't happened since. Um, so I don't even know if that was really you know a, a system issue or uh, what, what happened there. But that's the only thing. I've seen,
2: so like a like a hard like a hard freeze.
0: Yeah, like in fact, I had to actually like I, I I wouldn't even turn off with the power button. I had to pull the plug out of the back of the Xbox.
2: So huh. okay, yeah, I, it seems like every generation we go through this with the with the new consoles. Like like the first six month run is just kind of not there yet, and then they work out the manufacturing process later, but. I'm hoping that that's not the case this time. but um, Right. I remember when I first got my PS4, uh, I had to send it back to Sony for repair because the disk uh, drive was broken in it. So it um, seems like a common theme.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think the, once we get to the main well, so I, I can tell you some more issues I've experienced with the, ne- the new generation. Um, but just on a strictly firmware update, or, yeah. You know, firmware side and operating side. I haven't noticed anything on Sony side for right. mine, anyway.
2: It's good to hear. It's heartening to hear.
1: So that's that's positive news. Um, the other item I saw as a news article uh, update. Oh, okay. Um, it's kind of getting away from Sony side, but Bethesda says that Xbox Series X will get you know preferred treatment over, but they said that they would not abandon Sony players, so that's kind of expect expected, I think, um, you know, with Microsoft owning that company now. What do you guys thoughts on that? I don't really have a problem with it. I mean, currently
0: PlayStation players get preferred treatment with, like, Call of Duty, um, and at least in my experience, Bethesda, Bethesda games have always seemed to run smoother and a little bit better on Xbox anyways, so that's usually the console I play them on. So I really don't have issue with it at all.
2: Yeah, I expected it. I mean, they, they spent a ton of money acquiring the studio, so I did expect there to be preferential treatment, if not totally exclusivity. Um, but I think as a, as a practice, like I understand why you would do that. It's, it helps drive your brand, but as a practice uh, for players, I, I don't necessarily think it's it's a, a good move for for either platform. I think it. I think it, everyone would benefit more from uh, equal access, but but that's just me.
1: Yeah, I mean, I can see the benefits of doing like a, you know like an early access maybe or maybe even like a specific DLC or something like that. Right. Just to try then, and get some sort of loyalty. Right. But at the same time, I see. A lot of money on the table for, you know, the, if you go to the other side, you know. Right. You're not going to leave those people out to dry.
0: Right, exactly. Yeah, that was, you know, when everything first went down and everyone was saying, they ex- I never really thought that they'd go full exclusive just because but that is so popular that if they just shut down, you know, an entire branch of their sales, I mean, you know, people buy them on every console because they're great games. So I, I, I never really thought that it would go to you know, pure exclusivity to Microsoft.
2: But Listen, I, mean, I love if, Bethesda, but they can't afford to lose any sales after Fallout right. 76. Oof. Mm-hmm.
1: But, you know, with Halo, I mean, that's an exclusive. I know, you know, I know it's a little bit different, but there are some benefits to going exclusive. I mean, that's, I feel like that's drove a lot of sales for Xbox and yeah. rebuild really up their base. I mean,
0: uh, on the, you know, infinite was supposed to be a launch title. Uh, and it's the biggest tease in the world that on the series, Xbox is master chief and, you know, came even play the new game yet, but, but yeah, I, I agree with, with that a lot.
2: Yeah. It kind of sets a, a face for the brand, it's, you know, like halo for Xbox. And, uh, curiously, I'm not sure what the face of, uh, PlayStation is currently. I know it used to be crash bandicoot, but, um, I'm not sure what the current face of the franchise is. Maybe Spider-Man.
1: Maybe Spider-Man. Um, wasn't Demon Souls an exclusive for PlayStation as well?
2: Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Uh, let me double check. I believe so, though.
1: I think so. Uh, but yeah, I think you might be right with this currently Spider-Man. But I know it's probably definitely not Crash anymore. Um, no.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I no. Mean, while that it's still there, I don't think that that's the driver.
2: Uh Demon's Souls is confirmed to be a PS5 exclusive launch title.
1: But uh,
2: uh there was a trailer that said that it was coming to other consoles and PC. It was a mistake on the trailer, but it makes me wonder.
1: Yeah, it could be. But yeah, I, I mean, for me personally, I, I don't obviously I don't have anything against Xbox. I had the 360 and I had the the first Xbox. Can't call it Xbox One. Um nope. <laughs> that'd get real confusing, but <laughs> Halo was the whole reason I bought that. Um, yeah, so that got yeah. me into the Xbox. So we'll, I think we'll
2: mine see. was. I think mine was uh, for the 360, first Xbox I owned, but it was Gears. Gears is what brought mm. me
1: over. Yeah, that was a good one. But yep, that's all I got. Um, anybody else have any other news? Uh, the last thing I have uh, about is the
0: NFL is announced that they're going to hold a virtual Pro Bowl this year with players competing in Madden instead of having a live event in Las Vegas. I think it was was supposed to be in Las Vegas.
1: Well, I saw this while I was eating dinner tonight. Just the headline on the TV in the background. Um, So I have a couple of questions. Is this like Madden players are actually playing Madden?
0: That's uh, the article I read was on MSN.com. That's the way I interpret it. Like one of the quotes even says, you can imagine Patrick Mahomes playing as himself as an AFC quarterback against Aaron Donald on the NFC side. So bring these types of players to the game and allow celebrities and others to be part of the virtual game and obviously allow fans to see that and be a part of it. And that was a quote from the article. So,
2: Yeah, I I was uh, browsing it um, after you mentioned I pulled it up here. And uh, yeah, it's what it looks like. It looks like it's going to have players playing. They're going to have streamers playing. Um, so, I don't think it's going to be the same people controlling it the entire game. Uh, what is interesting, I think, from the article is that the voting is going to go on as normal. So, fans vote for who they think is the best at each position, and then those people are the ones put on the actual team. Um, so, it's kind of the same situation. And this time we'll actually see everyone picked get to play. Um, you know, no injuries, no uh, sitting out because of the Super Bowl. So, that's going to be interesting yeah be very interesting for sure
1: So I don't typically watch the Pro Bowl uh, because it's usually not really a football game. right. but what do you guys thoughts you're going to watch it? Um,
2: well, I think I'll watch this one at least some of it just because of the novelty. Uh, it's kind of a wild thing to, to have happening, uh, also just to see the the uh, reaction of you know, hardcore uh, hard, hard sports fans who've maybe never played a video game in their life. And then, what is this on ESPN? You know, uh, I think it could be pretty interesting.
1: So do you think that this will be the same as iRacing did for NASCAR or different effect?
2: Hmm. I don't know. That's a good, that's a good question. I think iRacing actually got more people to watch NASCAR. Um, I don't know if it would have as much of an impact on football.
1: You know, I think for iRacing, um I think it got as much people watching NASCAR as it got people playing iRacing. Right. <laughs> from you know them showing it on TV. Um, whereas Madden is much more well known. I, right. Like I know a lot of people hadn't even heard of iRacing until COVID hit and they were watching NASCAR online or on TV and they're like, "Oh, this is a virtual NASCAR." So yeah. I think this one might be a little bit different, but it could maybe help Madden and EA sales out. Maybe. I don't know.
2: Yeah. I, unless it, you know, knowing EA, Madden 21 just glitches out terribly during the <laughs> actual broad cre- broadcast. So
0: that's, that's what I'm tuning in to see.
2: Yeah. Or Andrew Wilson dangling his little loot boxes.
1: <laughs> well, I, I have a funny update for you guys. You know, we Uh-oh. talked about uh, my evil twin. In the FIFA game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of EA, we'll go ahead and jump to this a little bit. So today I turned on my PS5 and I saw there's a FIFA 21 update. It's like version 1.07. I'm like, okay, let's see what's in this. So I went online and did a little research to see what the patch notes were. And sure enough, there's a line in there that says, in career mode, managers have wrong but identical sets. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's amazing.
1: So it's kind of crazy that it took them a month to fix that. And I found it the first day playing it, you know.
2: Right. So this new update fixed it?
1: Yeah, there was a laundry list of items that it fixed. Uh, But that was one of the lines. I guess it means
2: they listen to our podcast, boys. Yeah. So this is the third time we've said something. And then within the week, it's happened.
1: Yeah. So who, who knows what's coming next week? We'll see. Right.
2: I, I do need to issue an update myself actually okay. uh yeah, the glowing review that i gave ac valhalla last week i need to amend that i'm not i'm not gonna backtrack on it but i'm gonna amend it uh it's still a great game i think i still love the setting and the story it's all good but right now it's kind of unplayable uh the screen tearing has gotten so bad that it actually maybe motion sick uh yesterday so um yeah i'll I'll say with that caveat it's a great game after they patch this out
1: so hopefully this is just a previous gen issue
2: hopefully. i've read that it's it is also on next gen consoles as well um that there's some sort of some sort of setting that is, is messed up and it causes screen tearing on all consoles um, uh. i did I did read that PS5 is less affected than others um, because it doesn't have built-in VRR, but I think Ubisoft is kind of leaning on VRR to fix it. Uh, they didn't give anyone an option to uh, enable VSync, which would help it because it's vertical tears. Um, but yeah, right now it's, it's pretty bad. It's pretty rough.
1: Well, that's bad news considering I have a copy that I just installed on my PS5. I haven't played it yet.
2: Now, I will say, they said PS5 is less affected, but just when you're watching cutscenes, just watch closely, and I think you'll be able to, I think you'll be able to tell uh, that it's happening.
3: So anyway, yeah, that's my bad news. That's pretty unfortunate, though. That'll take you out of it pretty
2: quick. Oh, yeah, for sure.
1: Well... You said the story and the historical accuracy is pretty good, so hopefully it's something they can patch up and make it you know, look nice.
2: Yeah, I think, I mean, you, Ubisoft is aware of the issue, so hopefully soon we'll have a, we'll have a resolution. I mean, it's everybody's talking about it uh, on their message boards and their support forums, so hopefully uh, it'll be a quick fix.
1: Well, you know what's odd about that game? When I downloaded it, well, installed it and then downloaded like the, you know, the update file.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It only takes up 16 gigabytes on my PS5. I don't know about the PS4.
2: That's insane.
1: Um, and so I've, I verified it with one of, you know, another friend, and he downloaded the full version from the PS store, and his is 16 gigabytes. That wow. seems odd to me because wow. um, Call of Duty is like 133 gigabytes. Yeah, it's
2: huge. It's a, it's a hefty boy.
1: And then I have Watch Dogs Legion that's 36 gigabytes. So why is Assassin's Creed only 16? I don't know.
2: That's interesting. I'm going to have to go, after we finish recording, I have to go look at my size of my Xbox One just
1: to see. Yeah, I'd be curious to know what it is on Previous Generation.
2: Well, tune in next week to find out.
1: There we go. So, Is that all the news for this week? That's all I got. Micah. that's that's all I have. All right, so you, I guess we'll just move right in uh, to the main topics for this week. Um, obviously, we've got some hands-on time with the new gen. I'm gonna start calling it new generation for 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 here on out. The um, new gen, the new gen, current gen, new gen, interchangeably. Uh, so we've got our hands on that. We've got some fresh stuff to talk about. I know, Micah, you're gonna have a million questions. We've oh, got. Yeah a million questions and answers. <laughs> so uh, you, wanna, you want us to give us our, your first impression or you want to ask? Or?
2: Yeah, just go ahead and, and each of you give me your first impression because it may, it may answer some questions. I don't want to you know, repeat myself, but um, I, I do have some pretty specific questions. So unless you, unless you cover it, I, I, think I'm, I think I'm still going to uh, be asking you a ton of stuff. So uh, either one wants to start because I'm curious about both.
1: Mark, you want to go? You want me to go? Uh, Go ahead. All right. So, PS5. I will tell you, I've got a lot of hours in on this thing. It's probably almost a little embarrassing. (laughs) Which we'll get into whenever we get to the what have we been playing section. But um, I know for a fact I have about 40 hours on it. Um, And it just came out, you know, less than a week ago. There's no shame in that. (laughs) i've worked a full-time job on it yeah so uh <laughs> anyway first impressions it, it's bigger than i thought uh for the ps5 is what we're talking about it's way bigger than i thought it looks even bigger beside my ps4 <laughs> <laughs> yeah just to give everybody a good laugh it
2: looks like biff Tannen with a pop collar <laughs> yeah
1: it, it does it does uh, I really like the, the blue light that it put on there. Um, it actually goes from blue to white whenever you're using it. So like when you first turn it on, it's blue. Okay. And then while you're playing, it's like a, like a clear white light. So I like the, okay. that aspect of it. Um, first, first things first, how quiet it is. Um, you turn it on, this thing is silent, okay? You can't hear it at all. So, you know, the PS4, it sounded like a jet was taking off at times when you were really playing some right. in-depth games. One thing interesting, though, is if you have a disc game and you put the disc in, it's loud. Huh. So the, the, it,
3: the,
2: the disc drive itself is, is what's loud on the console, not necessarily the fan.
1: Right. You can't hear the fan when it's running. It's, just, it's quiet as can be. Um, and it's not always when the disc is in there. It's just like certain times, like I guess, when right. it's gathering something from it. Um, but when you first put it in and when you're playing, it'll, co- it'll randomly kind of kick on and off. And it's loud. It sounds like the PS4.
2: Whoa. Okay.
1: So that's, that's a downfall for sure. Um, the disk drive. Um,
2: hmm. Kind of makes me sad. I, I prefer to buy my games physically, so that might, yeah. that might uh, have me rethink that.
1: I'm the same way. I prefer to have it Physical, just so I can, you know, if I did decide to resell it, I could. Right. But just to have. Also, it, typically the storage was less on the hard drive if you had the disc version.
3: Mm.
1: I haven't been able to tell a difference yet, you know, with just this few games I have. Right. That makes a difference. So that's the, that's the negative I found on the console itself. Uh, the one thing I have to give a raving review for is the Sense controller.
2: Okay, yeah, this is... I had a ton of questions about this.
1: So, this alone is worth buying the PS5 for.
2: Wow, okay.
1: So, and if you hate this, you can turn it off. So, there's really no con to it. Right. Uh, So, if you just want a regular controller, you can turn the adaptive triggers off and things like that. But anyway, so, Astro's Playroom is installed on every PS5, and it's basically Mm -hmm. just to show off the controller. And it's really neat i mean like if you're doing like a slow walk through as astro's character you can like feel his feet moving like left and right foot on the ground
2: that's crazy that is crazy to me
1: um obviously you can blow into the microphone and you know kind of like the ds and that thing that wasn't really impressive to me but the vibrations are nuts there's a couple Parts where you know, like the wind's blowing really hard, and you can like kind of feel the wind blow on your hands. (laughs) Man, it's it's pretty incredible. Um, there's another section where you have like an umbrella and you can feel it start to rain, it's like little light drops on the controller, it feels like, and then like the rain picks up, and you can just kind of feel it like pouring.
2: Wow, all right, so all right, so is it. Does it feel like it's there's like a mechanical thing inside of it, or does it feel like the actual, like, plastic cover of the controller is is moving? Does that make sense? Like, can you can you tell that there's a mechanism doing it, or does it just feel natural?
1: No, uh, you can't tell what's doing it. Um, I will say though, you know how like, in older controllers, you could feel like the the vibration was coming from like the bottom of the controller. Right. Yeah. This one, like when the raindrops are hitting, like you could feel it towards like the top of the controller, like independently. Okay. So I don't know if there's a mechanism inside that's just, you know, turning differently. Yeah. Or how, or I, I really one. don't know how it works. Um, Interesting. And also it has a microphone built in that you can use. It Mark, a Mark's on it.
2: favorite spe- uh, feature, the, uh, the mic and the speaker on the controller.
1: Can't get enough of it. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, you'll like this. Um, the light bar is gone.
2: Oh. That's a deal breaker.
1: It's actually around <laughs> the touchpad now. It's like a little...
2: Oh, that's cool. Okay. Never mind.
1: Yeah. I've cleaned that up, so it's not as bright. It won't blind you anymore. Um, for the does, DualSense, does also... Does every
2: game have that? Um, like adaptive uh, feels on the, on the DualSense? Or is it just certain games that have...
1: Everything I've played so far, um, wow! Which is Watch Dogs. Uh, Call of Duty is pretty incredible. Like if you're shooting like a assault rifle or something, yeah. you can kind of feel that trigger like jumping around. That's
2: cool. That's yeah. so cool.
1: It's pretty neat. Some people might not like it though, you know. So I guess it's personal preference. I will say I played 12 hours straight with the controller and it didn't die. That's good. And I'm pretty impressed with that, considering all the features it has now.
2: Right. That was my biggest complaint about the PS4, was that the controller had... I mean, I couldn't... Sometimes on a weekend, I I wouldn't get through an entire session without the controller dying.
1: Well, initial impressions are... The DualSense is incredible.
2: That's fantastic. Yeah, I had a lot of questions for you.
1: From that point, I'll move on to, I guess, the user interface, the UI... It's very clean. Uh, Everything loads in a matter of seconds. You know what I mean? You're not... I felt like with the PS4, it was like you had to kind of load like the PlayStation Store, then you'd have to load to go back. Uh, No issues with that at all. Loads really quick. They added a feature called Switcher, which is kind of like a quick resume. Like you can hop from your game to the interface to a different game. Uh, That's
3: pretty quick. So...
2: So it'll hold your game in, like, a suspended state wherever you left off. Right. Okay.
1: And then also, um, let's see. There's, like, these cards that I haven't really figured out yet, but basically it's like gives you percentages. So say you're doing a mission. If you hit the, like, home button, it'll, like, Mm -hmm. pop up, and it'll tell you, like, what percentage of the the mission you are in. So, like, how how far you have to go. Uh, It can also give you some tips, so if you don't know what to do. So that's kind of nice.
2: Yeah, I, will, uh, I was looking at um, a video of those, and it looks pretty cool. That way you can, you know, if you're, if you're an achievement hunter, you can kind of track what you've missed.
1: Yeah, so I, I really like that. So I'm impressed to start off with. Uh, obviously, I've got about 40 hours in it. still a lot to go. I'm sure I'll find some things I don't like. But so far, very pleased. Very cool. What about you, Mark? Cool. What about the Series X?
0: <clears throat> yeah, so um, a similar experience. Pretty much played it uh, all weekend. Um, I don't think I have quite 40 hours in it, but I definitely have uh, enough that I, uh, I've got a pretty good feel for the thing. Um, so straight out of the box, uh, when I when I opened it up, it's it's probably about as tall as I expected it to be, but it's it's a little bit wider wider than i th- than i expected it to be um which i mean really not a big deal but uh just takes up a little bit more space um pretty heavy he- definitely heavier than i expected um but the ui i was a little surprised I, maybe i missed something i don't know but it's it's exactly the same as the xbox one yeah, you know, maybe Microsoft announced that, and I just missed it. But um, I don't hate that because I was a huge fan of everything about the about the Xbox One, at least the most current state that it's in, with the the way the home screen works and the when you press the Xbox button in the middle of a game and you get the quick menu where you can get all your friends and achievements and all that stuff. So even though it's uh, maybe not as innovative. As the as the switch from PS4 to PS5, I I really actually kind of like it just because I loved the way the Xbox One operated. Um, I, I mentioned a, a little bit ago that it did freeze up on me, um, and uh, you know I haven't had very very many problems with it outside of that. But um, you know playing Call of Duty this weekend had several issues, so you know I'm assuming that's on Call of Duty's or on Activision side of things more so than uh, Microsoft or, you know, my, my own internet connection side of things, but yeah, I mean, the controller kind of has leaves some to be desired. I mean, obviously going up against the new PS5 controller, the, no matter what Microsoft did, if they didn't have those, those triggers or the, the, the vibrations like Ryan was talking about from Astro's playroom when it's raining, um, I kind of I was kind of expecting to not be blown away by this thing, and so far the only difference I see is they have a new share button on the controller, which I I haven't even used, um, so I don't even know how it works. But I mean, honestly, the the whole thing kind of just I love the system, and it's you know I can tell the difference in how much horsepower it's got compared to the the one X that I had, and um, but really I mean it just feels exactly like a even more beefed up one X. Mm-hmm. I I know that doesn't sound like a glowing review, but I, I was someone who loved that that console and really didn't have much bad to say about it. So I I guess that kind of translates over to the Series X as well so far.
2: So they, they kinda you think they kinda went for more a um don't fix what's what's not broken approach to this new console?
0: Yeah, so far that's kind of the vibe I'm getting. One cool thing, though, that I did find out um, is the the Xbox One controllers are compatible with this thing. So, you know, they give you one new controller, but then, you know, any controller that you had for the past gen, you can still use, which I I thought was really cool.
2: Yeah, that's pretty great, actually.
0: Definitely convenient. So, you know, if you go get a co-op game early on, you don't have to worry about dropping more money on another controller. Another
2: 80 bucks or whatever it is. Right. Okay.
1: Right. Yeah, I think Microsoft, I think that's kind of the way they've been approaching this whole thing is kind of get more people involved and simplicity um, because they've done, they've done the Game Pass now and they've basically carried over that uni- user interface so people can jump right in. They know what they're doing, uh, where I will say with PS5, it's completely different. It, it is a mm-hmm. learning curve. I, I still don't know how to work half the things on the user interface. So, yeah,
2: I, I think that comes from the designer. Uh, Mark Cerny is just, he's a very interesting person. And uh, I think he likes to just change things up completely. Um,
0: I will say one cool thing that I kind of accidentally found out. And um, again, I don't know if it was like this towards, you know, maybe the end of the Xbox one being the current thing. Um, but I know early on this certainly wasn't a thing, but I was playing Call of Duty and I'd switched. Yeah, I didn't close out of it, but I switched over to another game, uh, Plague Tale, which I'll talk about later. Um, and I just, I went back to Call of Duty by accident, but it, it saved my spot. So it, it seems like you can have two games open and one running in the background, and one that you're playing currently, and you can switch between them without it closing out or losing that progress. So, I mean, if you're in the middle of a mission, like, and watch dogs like Ryan's talking about, you know, you can just pause the game, and go play something else and come back and be right where you were, which was really nice.
2: Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Um, I wonder if it has anything to do with their bespoke uh, memory modules that they have in it. I bet they store like your game state on a, like a portion of that SSD and then just reload it rapidly. Um, but that's really cool. That's very
1: convenient. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely really like that feature. So, for the Series X, what about uh, how loud it is, Mark? Is it? Uh,
0: I, it's pretty, it's really quiet. I mean, the 1X the was really quiet. So, I, I, I kind of expected this one to be really quiet. Um, and again, that's not just another box checked in my book. I mean, I don't even worry about it.
2: That's awesome. So, I, got a, I do have a question for both. Um, what about the heat? And we've seen it all over the internet, people talking about both, but. What are your experiences with the heat that your consoles put out?
1: Well, um, I think it puts out a lot of heat, mm-hmm. um, but I don't think it's overheating by any means. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it feels like it's got good airflow. Um, I put Mine's in a TV cabinet. I keep the doors open on it, mm-hmm. um, but inside that, it, it does get hot. And the PS5, I mean, doesn't feel hot. Mm-hmm. But you can tell it's blowing up Good amount of heat out of there, and it feels like a little ceramic heater.
0: Oh well. Wow. Um, yeah. Oh, sorry, Ryan. I was going to was gonna say.
1: Go ahead, Mark. I was going to say I don't know about the Series X, uh, but I know the PS Five. It, it definitely is blowing out a lot of heat.
0: Yeah, the the Series X. Um, I mean, it's not it's not terrible like what you're saying about the PS Five. Um, but I mean, if you walk over and you hold your hand over the top of the vents, I mean, there's it's putting out heat. Um, and if, you know, like this past weekend, me and Ryan were in the same room together with the PS5 running, and the My Series X running, and just walking, you know, to different parts of the house, you could, from where those were, I mean, you could feel the temperature change just from them running. Um But it's not unbearable while you're sitting there, you know what I mean?
2: Right. Interesting. Well, I mean, it is to be expected. Um what power, power increased by what A factor of like three, I think from the the uh, old gen to the new gen so there's there's that's to be expected right interesting so it's not it's not that the consoles themselves have an overheating issue it's just that they have a lot of horsepower that requires a lot of exhaust
1: right and yep. you know i had mine on for about 12 hours at one given time right um and at no point did it get loud like it was you know like a workhorse blowing anything out it was just efficiently cooling it but it was i mean it was blowing hot air out but right you know there were no warnings you know it's overheating you know it doesn't feel like the console itself is about to melt right um, it's just no
2: gameplay slowing down or anything like that just just putting out heat
1: yeah so I, I think it's normal but it's a lot gotcha
2: well i'm sure it has to do with the size of these things too i mean they're huge oh yeah they're- um, how do you guys have your yours uh, oriented? Like, what do you have? A vertical, horizontal?
0: I've got
1: the Series X vertical. I just okay. think it looks better. Yeah, I think yeah. the Series X has to be vertical. It, it just doesn't look right. If it's yeah, not. It,
2: I think it was designed too better for for you know heating efficiency or cooling efficiency, I should say. To, to stand vertically, it just looks like it was built that way. But
0: yeah, I definitely th- I mean, I, I just also like the idea of having a console vertical. I mean, I, I know it may not be the most popular thing, but to me, it's just something different. So, and I know you could do it with the other consoles and stuff, but like for this one to be like, to me, it's just designed to be that
1: way. And I, I just thought that was right. really cool
2: out of the box. You didn't have to buy a $20 plastic stand
0: to
1: exactly to do it. Yeah. I've got mine horizontal, PS5's mm-hmm. horizontal. That's just because of my TV stand. I, right. I don't have any room to put it vertical. Uh, what's interesting about the stand for horizontal, basically they have the same stand that's made to share vertical and horizontal.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And basically what you do is you twist this little section, and then it locks in place for vertical, and then you twist it and it locks in place for horizontal. And there's two like little fingers on the back. And Sony put these little, like, you know, like the triangle square X button logo Mm -hmm. on the back. And where the two squares are, that's where those fingers go. That's pretty cool. So it tells you where to put it. And basically, it just rests on there. Uh, It doesn't lock in on the side of the console. It just kind of has the fingers that grab it.
2: Just to kind of keep it steady.
1: It seems like it stays put. It kind of looks like it's floating, to be honest with you, because of the curves of the console. So, you don't really see the stand. It just kind of looks like it's floating there on the shelf. It's pretty That's
2: neat. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I, could, do,
1: I think the PlayStation looks better, better vertical anyway, though. Uh, kind of like the Series X. But unfortunately, I had to do it sideways. Right.
2: Yeah. I think that's a lot of that goes to just Sony's design. I think they've always just had a very elegant design for their systems. It, mm-hmm. it just has always looked just real, real sleek, just real sharp. So, yeah very cool. Yeah, lots of news, lots of hands-on stuff now. It's pretty neat. So, I had a I do have another question. So, um have you have you guys noticed the increase in frame rate when you're playing games because I'm getting older and I can't necessarily distinguish between a 30 FPS and a 60 FPS game. Um what are, what are your experiences with this with these new consoles?
0: Well, um, you know, I mentioned, I think it was last week that I've been playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey on my One X. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was that, and Doom Eternal War Two that I really wanted to see if there's much difference uh, gameplay wise on the, on the Series X, and maybe it's all just in my head, and I've been. You know, because I've been so excited to try this thing and see the difference, maybe I'm making myself see the difference. But to me, it does feel like um, I've played more of an Odyssey than I have Doom Eternal, so I can't really speak so much for Eternal. But it does seem that Odyssey is—I mean, I, it runs even smoother than it did on the Xbox One. Um, and I know the the loading times on the, on that one were even on the X they were terrible, but. Mm-hmm. Um, on the Series X, it's it's a breeze. So I'm definitely I, I feel like I do notice a difference uh, in that one.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's hard to say because we're not comparing apples to apples. For you know, like we're not going right. from one game to another the same game. Um, so it's really hard for me to give a good firm answer on that.
2: Does it does it does it feel next gen? Maybe that's a better question. Do the your games feel like an upgrade?
1: Absolutely, I would say. What about you, Mark? Uh, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, you yeah, know, inter- interestingly enough, Call of Duty is the only one I have right now that is, you know, made for the Series X. I haven't really bought any of the launch titles yet, but um, even that one I think definitely feels different.
2: Very cool. Yeah. Yeah, that was stuff that I was wondering if you know, is it worth the price of admission? But it seems like yeah, it's a resounding yes. Um yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead, Micah. Uh, my second question I was gonna ask or next question is uh the SSDs. I know you guys have mentioned them. Uh, Ryan, I know you've had experience using an SSD on your PC. Um, but just just using those on your console, how much are these going to change kind of the game
1: well everything loads incredibly quick um but you know startup times Mm -hmm. um which i'll get into some more once we go to the what we've been playing section here in just a minute but everything loads quicker um and it's probably how they're keeping up you know i know like in previous games they would do like these little cutscenes as like loading you know in the background Mm -hmm. and there's not really any of that so it's like before you'd look down at your phone and do something while you're waiting on a transition. There's not much time to do that anymore.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So it's same on the Series X as well.
1: Yeah, uh,
0: yeah, Brian pretty much hit it, hit the nail on the head right there. I mean, like going back to Odyssey. I mean, the fast traveling. I I hated doing it because it just took so long to load everything. But right. But uh, on this one, yeah, I mean. Like Ryan said, I mean, you don't even have to look down at your phone and, you know, twiddle your thumbs. I mean, you're there.
2: Wow. So fast travel is actually fast travel. Yep. That's awesome.
1: Well, why don't we move on to what we've been playing so we can kind of talk about that. Sure. Uh, get some more details. Mike, have you been playing anything? Um, or anything no. Just-
2: Unfortunately, I've been, I was kind of sick this past week, so I really didn't feel like doing anything this this past weekend. And then uh, the past week, I was just slammed with with work. We're coming up on uh, progress reports, actually, Thursday. So I am uh, neck deep in grading uh, assignments. So unfortunately, I haven't played a lot. Um, I kept playing Valhalla until, like I mentioned earlier, the the tearing kind of (laughs) made me motion sick. Um, So I just had to stop. So unfortunately, I haven't played much uh, this past week.
1: Ah hate that. Well, hate that for you, but we've got you covered. Awesome. <laughs> we've put some hours in for you. Oh, <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Life finds a way. So I know Mark and I have both played some Call of Duty Cold War. Uh, we played together in some multiplayer, so I know he's had experience on that. So if we want to start with that, that'd be a good place. Sure. Uh, what are your first impressions on Cold War, Mark? Um,
0: well... Firstly, the servers need work. <laughs> uh, I mean, at least um, Saturday night, I mean, it was just, I mean, we were lucky if, and I, I think um, Ryan actually sent me an article that said it's mainly Sir- Series X players that are dealing with this, um, but I mean, we were lucky if, if we joined up in a game, if I didn't get kicked out, or if it didn't, uh, you know, it's like the, the menu would lock up, like it wouldn't it wouldn't recognize me clicking any buttons. I could move you know through the options with a joystick and use L B and R B to look at my loadout or um go from like create a class to my player record and all that stuff. But if I it wouldn't let it wouldn't let me press A or B. Um yeah, I'd try and join on Ryan so that we could play and it wouldn't let me um join his lobby saying that the like the settings had been changed for him and there were new settings that I didn't have. I mean it was pretty oh, crazy. Gosh. Yeah. So that was definitely, uh, that definitely stuck out to me. Um, but when we did get to play, I, I had a blast. I mean, uh, you know, of course seeing how, how it looked and exploring that and seeing how it felt on the new, next gen, um, the gameplay, I mean, it was just a lot of fun. I mean, it felt like, you know, just playing call of duty. I, I don't know how else to say other than, you know, who doesn't like playing call of duty? But
2: it felt like new Call of Duty. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, yep. I think, I, like, like I said, Mark, I haven't played any of the c- campaign mode. I know those games aren't typically meant for that anyway, so I'm strictly talking about multiplayer. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um,
1: the servers were terrible. I, I really think that was on you know, Activision's side because we didn't have that issue with anything else getting kicked out online. So, and it happened on multiple users on multiple consoles so i think that was definitely on their side
2: i wonder how much that has to do with people being at home more and people just using the internet uh more than a maybe a server issue but maybe just a a latency communication issue
1: i don't know it was just odd because it's like we couldn't all get in the same party um and if we did get in the same party one of us was getting booted out of it um and it would give us like an activision error saying that settings changed and you'd have to close the whole game out and go back into it so bizarre. Um, so that was odd, but the game looks great. Um, unfortunately, there was, what, six maps, Mark? Yeah. So we we burned those up pretty quick, so hopefully <laughs> more are coming. Now, we didn't play, like, the Operation Dirty Bomb, so I think there are other maps there, but we didn't try that out. That's right. We didn't try the new modes out. Um, we just did the multiplayer, like, Team Deathmatch, things like that classics
2: the classic exactly but classic. it played smooth
1: you know it was very smooth yeah i and mean I'll hard... oh, sorry ron i was just saying and the loading times were incredible i mean you would count down like to gameplay starting you know and then usually it's like loading load it, you know now you're just even a right multiplayer there. yeah once you found your party oh, the wow. game started what less than 10 seconds mark yeah it's it was pretty insane
0: that's impressive okay all right, they
2: got my attention.
1: Yeah, so definitely approve of that Call of Duty new Call of Duty game. It seems like it's gonna be great once they get the servers worked out,
2: right?
3: Very cool. What else have you
0: been playing, Mark? So, the other, well, I the other big two, but especially the next one I put the net probably the uh, most amount of time in is that is a game uh, a plague tale innocence um you know it, it wasn't a launch title or uh, i don't even think it's necessarily optimized for uh the series x but uh, it was one that caught my eye when it came out and they finally added it to the game pass um but yeah been putting a lot of time into that one uh running around france in 1348 uh Beautiful game, intense game, uh, pretty gory game, and uh, definitely will be pulling out your heartstrings over the seventeen chapters. Um,
2: wow, just, that game way longer than I
0: thought it would be. Yeah. Um, now, so you know, to be fair, some of the chapters, I mean, are literally like you step outside and talk to a person and do one activity and you're off to the next chapter, but I mean, it kind of all evens out with some of the other, I mean, some of them are really long, some of them are pretty short, but I I think I looked it up, it's uh, overall, I think just, if you just play the story and don't look for any of the collectibles or anything, it's about a 10 to 12 hour story.
1: Okay. That's, okay. So did you finish it, Mark?
0: I've not finished it yet. I'm on chapter 16, and I'm stuck at a really hard part, so yesterday, Take a break and play some Peggle Two for a while. So, also been putting some time into that. And just, you know, taking a break, a minute, t- taking a step away from just the 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 stealth aspects and the things that are giving me, that are giving me a headache for Plague Tale, but definitely a great game. Awesome. What about you,
1: Ryan? Um, well, to be honest with you, I have sunk a lot of hours in Watch Dogs Legion. Um, so this was supposed to come out for PS5 on the 24th, I think it was, of November. But it, they snuck it in as like a launch if you download it on the PS Store. So oh, that's cool. Um, I was going to play Valhalla uh, first, but I pre-ordered it through Best Buy where basically you got a $10 reward credit back if you pre-ordered it through them. Mm-hmm. So I did that and... I didn't get to go to Best Buy until a day or two after the PS5 came out. So I was like, well, I want to download Watch Dogs because I want a PS5 optimized game, you know.
2: You're right. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to get the console, you need to get the experience.
1: So, um, good news, fellas. I've completed Watch Dogs Legion. <laughs> oh, uh, wow. Congratulations, sir. Yep. It took me about 25 hours. Okay. To, from start to finish. Uh, I did not get all the collectibles. I was not a trophy hunter um but i didn't run through it either you know what i mean i, I right. played it through um i will say if you're playing it and you get to the end and the credits roll there's one more mission at the end i won't spoil anything you have to do it okay i just think the game's done there's this plot twist at the end you have to do it
2: so there's like a there's a there's an avenger scene after the credits is what you're saying
1: there is yes okay <laughs> <laughs> Once the credits roll, they put you back in the city. You got to go out, and there's a couple tasks you have to do for the last mission. Make sure you do it. Cool. Because of so, me, was like, oh, okay. this is just like a little side mission. I'm not going to do it. And I was like, well, I got the time. I want to check it out. Worth it.
2: Okay, good. So so what, so what is the... Compared to the second one, which one was that? Uh, Watchdogs? Two. Two. yeah. Sorry. Um,
1: um to be honest with you, I didn't play Watch Dogs one or two. Okay. Um, and a lot of people said the Legion was kind of very similar, just kind of like beefed up. Mm-hmm. But what caught my attention is that you could recruit anybody in the city to be on your team. So I was like, this sounds like a pretty cool game. I'll, I'll give it a try since I haven't tried, you know, Watch Dogs one or two. So I, I can't compare it to the previous ones, unfortunately.
2: I got gotcha. you. Yeah, I, I was going to mention Watch Dogs 2 I liked. I just felt like it had it suffered from something that you would not you wouldn't think someone would complain about, but there was almost too much to do. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, well, this one I don't know how Watch Dogs 2 was, but this one is open world. Um, mm-hmm. it's it's almost like a Grand Theft Auto.
2: Yeah, yes, very similar
1: then. Uh, and you can go in a lot of buildings, and you can talk to anybody. And I mean, it's it's very similar to Grand Theft Auto. That's the best thing I can compare it to. Um, I will say, in this one, the driving seems very arcadey. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem like the mechanics are great on the driving. Yeah, and, that's been a
2: that's been a struggle with all of them.
1: And also combat and shooting. You know, the, all the combat doesn't feel great. Hmm. so I mean it works I will say the game is a lot of fun but don't be expected to be blown away by driving or combat
2: Right. it's more of a city as your playground
1: type of game yeah and I mean you can do a lot of stuff in it, it there's a lot of little side missions and basically you can make it your own there is one part in the storyline where you have to make like a critical decision and I'm curious to know how the outcome would be if you selected the other option. Interesting. So, like, I won't give anything away, but there's this, a big part where you have to let someone or something live or die. hmm So, I chose for that to live, but I'm curious how the story would have played out had you went the opposite route. Does it have an alternate ending, or does it kind of tie back somehow? You know what I mean? Interesting.
2: Okay. I like those. I like those moments in games.
1: Yeah, so I I would say for this game, wait for it to drop ten bucks in price or something like that. And then give it a whirl. I I don't think it's worth seventy bucks, but it's fun. It's worth a playthrough.
2: Well it's hard to man, seventy dollars, that's hard to justify any type of game for seventy dollars, but that's just the way I guess that's the direction we're going, you know. But yeah, interesting.
1: Yeah, so that's my first completion on PS5, Watch Dogs Legion.
2: Congratulations. <laughs> Feels good, huh? That, that first next-gen game done.
1: It does. I think uh, Valhalla is going to be the next one for me. Uh, but I hear that one takes somewhere around 80 to 100 hours, maybe.
2: Yeah, it's, it is massive. And I will say this just so you don't think I'm crapping all over it for the screen tearing, uh, the what are called world events or the um, mysteries in the, on the map, you have to do those because they're all hilarious. Um, some of them aren't so, so funny. Some can get kind of dark, but there's a lot of anime references. Uh, there's a lot of references to other games. Please do them. They're, they're
1: hysterical. Okay. About you, Mark. What are you going to do next?
0: I really don't know. I uh, I was looking on the store last night. Um, well, I'll, I'll first say it's looking like, unfortunately, the first game I'm going to beat on this thing is actually a past gen, gen title, but uh, still a great game. So not you know not hating on it at all for that. But I was looking on the Microsoft Store last night and came across a game called Falconeer, which is like an open world game where you fly on the back of a falcon as best as i can tell and you're like fighting other falconeers uh but i i don't know how really how to describe it but it, it's like 40 bucks uh looked pretty cool so i might i might check that one out um you know definitely going to beat the call of duty campaign they usually are pretty solid so those are probably the two i'm going to be tackling after Plague Tale.
2: mark i'm gonna have to ask you questions about the uh call of duty campaign um, I saw the trailer where they actually, it, Ronald Reagan is in the game, and uh, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have questions.
1: All right. Yep. I will be happy to answer. them.
2: <laughs> good.
1: <laughs> be careful, Mark. He's a history teacher.
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. I gotta know.
2: I
1: gotta so, know. am always excited to talk history. So this was, this should, this this sounds like it'll be a good conversation.
2: We're gonna go kill those Russians.
1: Well, I'll tell you what, I'm probably going to take a break between jumping into another big open world game for like Valhalla. So I'll probably play, play quite a bit of Call of Duty over the next week. So we can all just kind of have a nice in-depth conversation on Call of Duty next week.
2: <laughs> cool. cool. I will uh, I'll be going through the plot with a fine-tooth comb.
1: Sounds good. All right, fellas, if you don't have anything yeah. else, I guess we can wrap her up. Um, Next week, we can cover some more reviews on launch titles. Call of Duty sounds like what's going to be the big thing, and I'm sure we might jump into a little bit something else just to get our feet wet.
2: Yep, sounds good to me. Yep. I, I have nothing uh, nothing more to add other than uh, happy early Thanksgiving to, to everybody.
1: Absolutely. Right, everybody, stay safe out there. Enjoy the holiday.
2: Peace. See ya.